now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Road Show, right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Isles. I'm Leo Isles. And we are the Derriers. Doing it again, aren't we? Yes, we are. Just about every week we show up. In fact, it's been every week for like 114 weeks. weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Been a long time. That's right. 114th show. Woo. And just picking up music out of the dishes and playing it right here on our little show. You know, as long as it's still there, we keep picking it up. We keep picking it up. And there's lots of it. Oh, there's a ton of it. It's everywhere. Yeah. You know, the pile hasn't even really started to show. No, we haven't made a dent in it yet. That's true. Not even. Yeah, well, people ask us, they say, Derriere's, exactly what is Americana music? Well, that's a fair question. Yeah, like we would know. We don't know. Well, <laughs> we we have an opinion. We have an opinion, and but we, we're certainly not authorities. We're not authorities, no. uh, but our, our definition is that it's music with distinctive, distinctive American, American roots. roots. And having said that, oh. there, there's a lot of slack in there. Oh, well, right? yeah. I, I, there's all it, It's all kind of music. It could be big band. It could be rock and roll. It could be opera. It could be blues. It could be country. Pop. Western. Jazz. Bubblegum. Soul. Uh, maybe Tin Pan Alley. Maybe Barbershop. Uh, yeah. And uh, you know what else it could be? Boogaloo. <laughs> yes, it is Boogaloo. We just like saying Boogaloo. We do like saying Boogaloo. That's right. It needs to be Boogaloo more. That's right. More Boogaloo. Yeah. Well, the format of the show is we show up each week, uh, each of us with a virtual fistful of tunes that we have not yet disclosed to the other That's guy. That's the only rule. Right. That's right. And we parse them out one at a time, and we take turns starting the show. And we figured out that odd-numbered uh, shows are my, I start. Appropriately. Appropriately. <laughs> and the, even though, wait a minute. It just worked out that way. I, wait a minute. This was okay, not a setup. Fine. This is an even numbered show, so you go first. All right. You know, uh, I, I got to thinking about, I, I don't know what I was listening to, uh, some bluegrass music, and uh, I got to thinking about uh, somebody I know we haven't featured, which is Pat Flynn. Okay, uh, from uh, Newgrass, Newgrass Revival. Revival. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he's he's most known from his tenure uh, with Newgrass Revival. That was from 1981 to 89. It's a good run. Yeah, and uh, but after that, uh, his first solo project was called Request, and that was in 2004. And um, he brought uh, Bay LaFleck, John Cowan, uh, Ron Eichels, Stuart Duncan, you know, a whole bunch of his buddies in. Right. Uh, in 2007, he released his second CD, Revision. And these are all with a small R-E and then a capital. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. And then um, uh, then he did another one. Uh, I can't remember. But he's done uh, some pretty cool stuff uh, in uh, uh, Flat Picking Guitar and Bluegrass Now mag- magazines. He was chosen as Tom T. Hall's. Musical director and guitarist for Hall's Artist in Residence Month at the Country Music Hall of Fame in Nashville. Oh, that's cool. And then in November, December 2009, he toured as a lead guitarist in Michael Martin Murphy's Rio Grande Band for Murphy's annual production of Cowboy Christmas. There you go. Yeah, that's oh, a big thing. We, yeah, we're big on that. So um, so I'm going to, uh, I picked a tune uh, off of that Renew album, small R E, capital N E W, uh, from 2014. Um, 
he brought in 18 musicians 18. on this project. Oh, that's like an orchestra. I guess, well, I mean, not on every song, but, uh, you know, if you know everybody, I guess you yeah, can just yeah. ask everybody to come Pick in. Pick up the phone. Yeah. So, uh, but he does a lot of covers on this, uh, and, and uh, one that's just a blast, and I think it's a great way to start off the show, from Renew 2014, Pat Flynn doing Fire. those guys without hearing that signature sound oh yeah you know yeah just smoking hot guitar player always a lot of people said he was kind of more of a rock player than bluegrass but yeah whatever I, I, he's paid his dues on that man it he's sure good. worked with the uh, new grass revival man you bet oh it was and it's, it's still working for him now from what i can hear yeah excellent excellent oh, okay choice. leo well back to you you know a while back here uh we featured i mean a while back uh we featured a song by the roaches yeah christmas song you sure we did okay uh, it's a hard song to listen to. 
Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. It's a yeah. beautiful song. Yeah. And, uh, but they, they were so talented. Just to get a little run, uh, back, background on them, uh, there were three sisters. There's Terry, Susie, and uh, Maggie. Maggie, right. Right, the three mm-hmm. sisters. And the, uh, the eldest daughter, which is Maggie, she was born in 1951. Middle sister, Terry, was born in 1953. And uh, th- those two girls dropped out of school to start their professional career. Oh, good for them. Yeah, they just went, went for it right <laughs> off the bat. And Maggie wrote most of the songs with <laughs> Terry contributing to a few. And then they got a big break when Paul Simon brought them uh, in as backup singers for his album in 1973. Uh, there goes Ryman Simon. Okay. All right, they were singing backup on that one. And then in, later in the 70s, the youngest sister, Susie, uh, was, she was born in 56. She joined the group and they performed the Rocious Trio. Okay. Okay. Now, they did a, a, a lot of fun stuff. And like we mentioned, first of all, their, their acapella Christmas stuff is just a die for. Yes, it is. Uh, maybe we'll put some more of that on. You know, uh, for a Christmas show. For a Christmas up. show, yeah. Uh, but anyway, they, uh, they, they had some songs that they wrote. Maggie wrote some really cool songs. Uh, one of them was called The Married Men. And uh, it, was a biggest, it was the biggest song that they ever had, but not for them. <laughs> oh really? No, no. It well, was somebody else did that. Yeah. Phoebe Snow. Phoebe Snow. Right. Yeah, she yeah. did it and had a big hit with yes, it. Yes, she know? did. Yeah. So anyway, I went back and I, I started listening to some of their stuff and I said, you know, we ought to preach to these girls again. Good I up. found a good. really good song mm-hmm. uh, from 1979. This is the Roaches and it, the song is called uh, "It Runs in the Family." I can't get over what I saw. Can't change the law of averages. I'm going down. My uncle did it. My daddy did it. I'm beginning to think that it runs in the family. Oh no.
much better than that that's a good one leo that's a great pick and okay like now listen that. we've stayed a little bit mellow here we're just now starting to kind of ease into it here yes we are okay where are you going right okay uh, a couple shows ago i think a couple shows ago i featured um uh, a uh, cocktail exotica type song yeah. um uh, with a woman by the name of luli Jean norman yes remember she had a four octave uh, range yep i do and at the time i said no wait a minute was this the one that was singing the uh star trek theme? star trek theme okay yeah. sure okay yeah. So, uh, and I told you at the time that I had discovered another woman that had a four octave range. Okay. She's a little younger, so I let age go before beauty. <laughs> okay. uh, and this gal's name uh, was Gloria Wood. She was born in uh, 1923, and she passed away in 1995. I think uh, uh, both of them passed away that same year. But wow. anyway, um, she uh, she was able to imitate other voices. Uh, that was a big part of her talent. Uh, this is, there's some cool stuff here. She was born in Medford, Massachusetts, and her father was a Boston radio singer in the 20s. Oh, okay. Okay, you know, back right. in the day, right? Yep. And uh, he, uh, she and her older sister, Donna, uh, were both um, encouraged to cultivate their vocal skills. She became a member of the Rhythm Airs vocal group, which worked for, for with Bing Crosby. I, I right? knew it was Bing Crosby, right? Fred Astaire, Bing yeah, Crosby. Bing Crosby. Okay. She worked. She was with them for uh, almost ten years, and then she had an extensive film career as a ghost singer. Oh, you know, being oh, that sure. she would sing. Uh, for somebody that couldn't Which sing. Which is where imitating other people's voices would come in pretty handy, I suppose. I would guess so, yeah. yeah. So the earliest venture was uh, was in uh, Diamond Horseshoe, a movie called Diamond Horseshoe in 1945. And uh, she was uncredited uh, in that when she was the voice of uh, Adele Jurgens in the Bowery Boys movie, The Blues Busters also. Uh, but she was also one of the voices uh, with Trudy Stevens of Vera Ellen in White Christmas in oh, 1954. Oh, really? Yeah. So she didn't sing those parts. I don't. I didn't I know that. I didn't know that. I mean, uh, I, I guess I just didn't think about it. Right. But, yeah. So she recorded more than 2,500 singing commercials, both on radio and television. One of the best known was, uh, was for Rice Aroni, the San Francisco Street. <laughs> <laughs> so, but she may best be remembered as the voice of the orbiting Tinker Bell and the Peter Pan Peter Butter ads. Wow! Yeah, jeez. So, uh, but she was in uh, numerous cartoons. Uh, worked a lot with Walter Lance, and uh, she was heard singing the Woody Woodpecker song. And uh, she supplied voices for Bugs and Daffy Show and uh, Minnie Mouse. So she was married in 1955, and it was around this time she joined the Johnny Man Singers. Oh, really? So um, I, this I found this album. It's uh, there's a, a series of them called Ultra Lounge, and this was yeah I know I know that series. Seen some of those right? Yeah, yeah. This is from Volume Eight called Cocktail Capers. 
but listen to her um, her voice. She just scats in this and follows the trumpet, and it's super cool. Gloria Wood doing "Hey Bellboy." <laughs> Fly for the job. I I wouldn't even wear the stupid hat. <laughs> you know, there were three dogs barking outside the camper when she was doing that high stuff. Oh man, man. <laughs> isn't that great oh, that's stuff? That's pretty outrageous. Yeah, pretty that was cool. a good find. Oh, hey, look, we're, we're kind of out of time. Hey, we are out of time for this segment. Uh, so let's see. Tomorrow's moving day. Oh, it's always moving day. So we got to go uh, police the area, pick up the trash. And whose turn is it to check the? Left, left rear inside, inside duel. duel. Hey, it's an even number. It's me. Oh. <sighs>
Yeah. Good. So, okay. so leave, I mean, your, I'm sorry, leave your outfit in the closet. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> well, you can wear it to pick up trash if you want. Okay, no, I don't think I mean, so. you know, a spaceship might fall on your head. I don't, Who knows? I don't need it for the trash. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll go do that, and we'll be right back. Uh, this is the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio, Radio USA. USA. Well, I got the trash all hauled out. Good. Good for you. Good. And you uh, took care of that tire? Two pounds down was all. Two pounds? Yeah, well, it wasn't that far of a trip. That's true. We yeah. had to kind of backtrack a little bit. Well, I, I actually, no. I mean, uh, well, yes, but uh, you know, Jason threw the dart. He threw the dart. And the, and the, the boy was accurate. You I, know, he was. And he did it with a blindfold. I know. I, I, I think maybe, you know, maybe there's something. Well, I think there's a lot of things about that guy we don't know. No, there's something wrong with him. <laughs> In a good way. He is just not right. He is just not right in the best of ways. I mean, he stowed away in Rosie. I Well, he fell asleep. Okay, but boy, he was good. He was a good sleeper. Oh, he slept a long time. <laughs> yes, he did. Good. It's the sleep of an innocent mind, I'm well, sure. Well, we can talk about him now because we dropped him off. That's true. Yeah. He's, he's home safe. Yes, he is home safe. So our, yeah, it was it was really good. I mean, we actually took him to his house because it was right on the way. Right literally, on the way. Yeah. right on the way. And they, nobody had missed him. I will never bet money playing darts with that guy. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Oh, man. <laughs> so uh, we are broadcasting this week from the Shady Grove RV Park. Right here in Payola, Payola, Kansas. It just happened to be real close. To just Jason's close to Jurassic. Kansas City, and yeah. Well, you know, it, it's kind of an interesting uh, place. And it wasn't until we got back here and started looking that I remember we have some history with this town. A- actually, we do. Yeah, uh, we have. We played uh, some concerts here with our old band. I think it was a Total Strangers, was it? Or no, it was spontaneous, spontaneous combustion, combustion. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, listen. The uh, just. Back up a little bit. The, the town began with the Indian tribes, you know, who once lived in the area, as they all do, yes, right? They, yeah. And they used it as their primary gathering place. Uh, now, b- before they were kind of shipped off to Oklahoma, right? The Indians sure. were. But listen, the 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 uh, the, the company, uh, the town actually uh, built a a town square into the and, and dedicated it right there, and then called it Payola when it was with the provision that no building be built on it. Okay. Wow. So in 1867, the original gazebo was put on the square, and it was a bandstand. Yeah, sure. In the 1800s, the square was used as a track for racing horses, in addition to serving as a central point for parades and celebrations and other community events. Yeah. And then in 1913, a new Victorian-style gazebo was built, uh, and that's the one we played in. I didn't realize it was that old. I didn't either. But wow. I, I got to reading up on it, and sure enough, and they say that the gazebo is still being used, and near the gazebo is a bust of uh, Paola founders Baptiste Peoria and his wife, and uh, her name was Marianne Isaacs uh, Dagenet, I think is what her name was. But it's the only known monument in the United States featuring a Native American and his wife. Awesome. So I think that's pretty cool. That is cool. Well, that year, we played... Gazebos, gazebos everywhere we went. We called it our gazebo tour. Right. We lived on a diet of funnel cakes and, <laughs> and kettle corn and, yeah. and corn dogs. Yeah, corn dogs. Oh, yeah. That was a great year. Oh, brother. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's good, Leo. Thanks for that. Uh, you know, I, you know, people ask us, they say, Derriers, uh, what's the deal with you guys? You know, you, you travel around this great country of ours in that old RV and you stay at Shady Grove RV Park. That's right. It's just Kind of a thing, you know. It's like, how do you get a job like that? Yeah, it's a job. It's not. It ain't. It's not the money. I'll we, tell you that. We have a job. <laughs> it's a mission. It's a mission. 
<laughs> We're a vision from God. <laughs> so unlike our compadres here on Truckers Radio USA, who have these things called ranches, ranches yeah. you know, and they get to do their uh, show from the relative comfort they, of their ranches. They're home, you know. Well, they're, you know, which is which is nice for That's them. That's fine for them. Uh, for instance, Rex Allen Jr. has the Rockin' Diamond R Ranch in the Dos Cabezas Mountains. Mountains. Uh, Alan Bailey, the Swingin' Gate Ranch out there in western Kansas. Tennessee Jim has the Diamond W Ranch on the edge of the Kansas Flint Hills. And, of course, Oren Friesen has the Rockin' Banjo Ranch. And we were, you know, back uh, back in our hometown, and we were whining about the fact that, well, we could be nice if we had, we, a had ranch. we had a ranch. And our pal Suzanne set us straight. She said, look, look at it this guy, ways, guys. She said, do you have got... The biggest ranch. The biggest ranch. Of all. You've got oh. the entire continental United States if you don't fall off into one ocean or another. <laughs> you uh, could say that we have a, a ranch without, without fences. fences. Yes. That's right. And we roam that range in our RV called... Rambling Rose. Rambling Rose. Oh, yeah, Rosie. Rosie gets us there. She Why does. Every time so far. So far, yeah. Yes. That's yep. a caveat, you know. Well, that's that's But as true. long as we take care of Rosie, she takes care of us. Just keep topping off the oil and, yeah, you know. and check that left or inside dual. Yeah. Right. Keep the gas. Boy, gas has gotten all expensive. Yeah, well, that's the way it is. Oh, well. Uh, well, Leo, I believe it is your turn. You know, it is my turn. And I got to tell you, the song that I picked out here, I, I wasn't going to play this in exactly right away, but I decided to go ahead and do it because it's kind of a tie-in with what you did earlier. Okay. Uh, I, I, actually, I had say I had picked this song out for a possible song to include in our Halloween show. Okay. But you know, we didn't we didn't get to it. Uh, do you remember an album we bought called the New Nashville Cats? Oh, sure. Man, mm-hmm. that was smoking album. Oh yeah. And, and it's held up very very well over the years. Uh, this was a, an album that was put together by Mark O'Connor, mm-hmm. and we met him. He's a fiddle player. We originally met him at a festival we talk about all the time. Down yeah. in Winfield, Kansas. Yeah, the Winfield Festival. He was just huh? a kid. And remember, he came over to Stage 6 a couple of times and played with us. So we got yeah, to... early on. Early uh-huh. on, yeah. But anyway, um, he, he did this album in conjunction with a variety of other musical artists. And they were over 50 of them included on this. And as I recall, these were uh, uh, largely studio musicians. That's correct. Uh, Nashville studio th- They musicians. were session guys. Yeah. 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 And he said, you know, there's so many great guys in, in Nashville playing all this great music. He just wanted to... But come on, guys, let's do an album together. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything on there is a great a great uh, album, a great a great rendition of every song they did. I mean, some of the guys... Um, oh, it also were, were, was awarded for two Grammys, by the way. Oh, wow. Uh, best Country Instrumental Performance for Mark O'Connor and Best Country Collaboration with vocals for Vince Gill, Ricky Skaggs, and Steve Warners on this, um, this song called Restless. The good guys were all busy that yeah. day, yeah. <laughs> so he had to take who was left. You know, we could sit here and talk about that that <laughs> album all day. Yeah. But the song I was going to do features John Cowan okay. on vocals, also a member of Newgrass, Newgrass Revival, Revival yeah. right? And uh, this is kind of a spooky song. Uh, it's called The Ballad of Sally Ann. And it was, uh, it was written by a gal named Alice Randall, the, the lyrics were, to a d- traditional folk uh, tune, which is a fairly common occurrence, but it's it's um, it's uncommon in that it was uh, a song written about a race lynching. Oh wow! And it's a very spooky kind of a song, but it's a cool song. And John Cowan's voice is just extraordinary on oh, this. Oh yeah! So let's just listen to the song. It's called the uh, the Ballad of Sally Ann. <laughs>
remembered as she said, I love you till the day I'm dead. Johnny got married in his one good suit, but the ride from church for strange fruit down by the road. You can hear her cries as he hung from a tree. She watched him die. Who's gonna dance with Sally and who's gonna touch her trembling hand when the fiddler takes a stand? Who's gonna dance with Sally Ann? Johnny dear, you can feel them in the room If the fiddler plays that tune Who's gonna dance with Sally Ann? Who's gonna touch her trembling hand? When the fiddler takes a stand Who's gonna dance with Sally Ann? Sail away, ladies, sail away Sail away, ladies, sail away Ghostly virgin strolls the ground Who's gonna dance with Sally Ann? Who's gonna touch her trembling hand? When the fiddler takes a stand Who's gonna dance with Sally Ann? Who's gonna dance with Sally Ann? Who's gonna touch her trembling hand? When the fiddler takes a stand Who's gonna dance with Sally Man, man, yeah, great pick, Leo. And, yeah, and you mentioned something. On, yeah, I went back and listening. checked. Uh, uh, we we uh, did a cut off of that album, uh, episode six, way way back a couple back, of years ago, back yeah. early early on. So. And it was a song called "Pick It Apart." Yeah, which is just a kill, <sighs> another killer song. Ridiculous. If anybody hasn't listened to that album, get it. Yeah, and listen to it. The whole thing's just awesome. It's still on my permanent playlist. Yeah. All right, Roger. It's back to you. Uh, okay, our our buddy Hank. Yeah. Um, gave us a lead on um, a, a woman by the name of Elva Ruby Miller. Okay. And she was born in 1907, and she recorded under the name of Mrs. Miller. Okay. And uh, she gained some fame in the 60s for her series of shrill and off-tempo renditions <laughs> of popular songs, <laughs> such as Moon River, Monday, Monday, Downtown. Oh, man, we're going to go there. Her voice was compared to the sound of roaches scurrying across a trash can lid. <laughs> oh, man, this is just a, it's a treat, man. Um, in April of 1966, um, downtown uh, peaked at 82 on the top 100 singles chart. And the B-side, A Lover's Concerto, barely cracked the Hot 100 at number 95. I can't believe we're going to unleash this song. We were star for attention back then <laughs> uh, for entertainment. Apparently. She is a, um, she's a, a local girl. She was born and raised in Joplin, Missouri. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. She grew up in Missouri and, then, and Kansas, and she married a professional investor 30 years her senior. Wow. 
1934, they moved to Claremont, California, where she studied music, voice, and composition at Pomona College. It did not help. She no, I was gonna say, for all the good it did. Saved her money. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, she was discovered by a disc jockey and later laugh-in announcer, Gary Owens. Gary, Remember oh, Gary yes, Owens? I certainly do. Yeah. yeah, and he featured her on his radio program in 1960. And then uh, uh, she was signed to Capitol Records in 1965. And um, she, <laughs> they, Capitol Records, seemed, seemed, she said... Uh, it was due to the amateurishness of her singing. Capitol Records seemed eager to emphasize it. In a 1967 interview with Life magazine, Miller claimed that during recording sessions, she was deliberately conducted a half beat ahead or behind time <laughs> and said the worst of several recordings of the song were chosen for the finished album. <laughs> Hey, this is a treat. I love this kind of stuff. Hank, uh, I love you, man. This is great stuff. This was from another Ultra Lounge collection. Oh, brother. It's called, it was from the Ultra Cool and Swingin' collection. Mrs. Miller singing Strangers in the Night. Doobie, 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 Strangers in the Night. Exchanging glances, wandering in the night What were the chances we'd be sharing love Before the night was through Something in your eyes was so inviting Something in your smile was so exciting In love forever, it turned out so right for strangers in the
least I can't get it. Sure you can. I just cannot get it. No, yeah, you, you're you right. You can't you, get you it. You really can't. No, you really but, can't. But thank you for that. Yeah. And, that, and thank you, Hank, for that tip, <laughs> man. What a treat. I, I love man. that kind of stuff. Oh. Well, okay. Leo, can you get it together enough no. to uh, go on? No. Okay, just uh, uh, slap just, yourself in the face. Get this going. <laughs> the show must go on. I am going to feature a guy. And I was listening to this uh, while we were driving down here the other day. Uh, a guy named Cecil Brower. Now, I, I wanted to feature him a while back, and I got um, I got sidetracked by another band that he was in and did something on that band instead. Okay. This guy was pretty interesting, though. He was born in, um, in Bellevue, Texas in uh, 1914, and his family moved to San Pedro, California. But they returned to Texas in 1924 and settled in the Fort Worth area. And uh, Cecil's dad it was a guy named uh, Hubert and he insisted that he learn an instrument, so he received formal violin lessons from a guy named Wilbert Brown, uh, who was also teaching other students in the area. Now, this he, Brown always said later that uh, this formal education gave him an edge on what he called the other hillbilly players, which was, you know, became popular during that time. Right. And he said it gave them a, a, a kind of a head up on those guys because they had no bowing technique. That's true. Being self-taught. They were just yeah. sawing away on it. Yeah, thing, that's right? true, yeah. And here he comes in, and he's a polished uh, professional player. And um, anyway, he uh, listened to a lot of big band music along the way, too. And then you can hear that in the influence. But uh, he joined a couple of the bands. Uh, one of them was called the Southern Melody Boys with a guy named Bob Wren and, and Burke Reeder. And they became the first string band to feature improvised solos. Which oh, were, really? They were basically patterned after a, guy, a jazz violinist, a guy named Joe Venuti, who I'm going to feature sometime yeah, in the future. Yeah, Joe Venuti, of course. Incredible player. Mm-hmm. But he was also the first guy to um, master the double shuffle, which is a bowing technique devised Venuti in the, light, in the late 1920s or so, and it's described as an offbeat shuffling movement, right? Right, Which is right. now, once you hear it, you always hear it. Yeah, right, right exactly. Anyway, he was an incredible guy. He went on to have a, a, a really cool career. He played on the Ozark Jubilee in Springfield, Missouri for quite a while. Yeah. And um, he was just an all-around good player, but he wasn't necessarily out front all the time. You know, he didn't ever do like an album that featured just him playing. But I want to feature one uh, by another uh, person I wanted to feature anyway, which is Patsy Montana. Oh, super. And uh, he played in the band with her for a while, and, and they recorded a song, kind of a soldier boy song, coming home you know, from the war, called uh, I'll Be Waiting for You, Darling. So this is a, a tune from 1941 from, uh, with Patsy Montana featuring Cecil Brower on the fiddle. Soldier boy, I love. 
me the best I can. I'm proud to see you go, and I want you to know that I pray each night to heaven up above. I'll be waiting for you, darling. True to the soldier boy I love. There you go. That was nice. Pretty That's sweet. a sweet tune. Yeah, it really is. It's a pretty cool one. Hey, look at the time. Oh, yeah, we're about out of it. we, we got to get to the next set here. We do, uh, but, uh, you know... I'm still looking for sponsors. I, you know, you've been looking. I, I'm still looking. I have not given up. Okay. Okay. Well, I, so, hope, I mean, certainly you know, hope, hope, hope reigns eternal here. Yeah, uh-huh. um, and, but I'm, I'm thinking maybe we, you know, we want a beer sponsor because we like beer. We like beer. Yeah. But I've been looking around this place, and we need to do some spring cleaning. You know, I, I, we yeah, need the, to clean. The sink yeah. is kind of getting a little. Yeah. And so uh, maybe we could get a cleaning sponsor. You think? If they took one look at this place, I mean, <laughs> I mean, right. they'd have pity Boy, on us. You guys, we need some of our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, uh, like, like who? I got one in, in mind. Uh, give this a lesson. Okay. Use Ajax, the foaming cleanser. Clean pots and pans, just like a whiz. Ajax cuts grease faster than any other leading cleanser. Use the paying the elbow tax when you start cleaning with Ajax. Ajax really polishes as it cleans. So use Ajax, the foaming cleanser. Floats the dirt right down the drain. My gosh, they're right. Foaming action Ajax makes even the dirtiest pan shine like new in a jiffy. So use Ajax! Whoa, look out now. Backing up. Well, we we are backing up uh, pretty much all the time. That's it. It's kind of a thing for us. That's kind of what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. I'm proud of it personally. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to be proud of something. Not just everybody can do that. No, back up to my entire life. Yes. Backing up. Yeah. That's true. Yep. So, uh, this is the part of the show uh, where we just uh, don't hesitate anymore. We just... Beg. We beg. Beg, We beg. uh, We jump in and uh, beg you to go to our websites. You know, I mean, come on. Check them all out. What are you doing that's so important that you can't go... Just take a second, right? Go check it out. The one for this uh, show is... TheDerriers.com. And we implore you, do not forget the... It's such a tiny word, but if you forget it... Oh, it'll traumatize you. Yeah, if you forget it, you'll never forget it. Never forget it again. So we'll give you that that warning. Right. And of course, the one for the band is... Well, that's 3trailswest.com with the number three. Right. And there's just a lot of material there. If if you go there, you will find a lot of what, Roger? Oh, well, I put all kinds of content. Content, yeah. uh And uh, we're pretty sure if you go look at it, you will be contented. contented. But there's a bunch. Oh, so you could become... Confused. Of course. In which case, you should just... Contact, contact us, us and we'll help you walk through it there. Yeah, so. that's right. You can uh, contact us through the contact us tabs at either website, or you could get right to us with our email addresses. Uh, mine is Roger, no D, at thederrieres.com. And mine is Leo, also no D, of course, at thederrieres.com. Yeah, and uh, we'll get right back to you. Absolutely. You know, you know the thing is, if you go to thederrieres.com, go to the Americana Roadshow tab, and you can, uh, down there, you can listen to or download. Uh, and listen to at your leisure any of yes. our previous episodes, especially if you're wearing your leisure, leisure suit. suit. Yeah. yeah, we're big on leisure oh, suits. Oh yeah, if you want to know how it's done, uh, check out our uh, opening page there. And uh, our good buddy Jim Farrell is sporting a nice rust colored. He uh, is boy uh, uh, leisure suit. He's Looks rocking good. it. 
So, uh, you know, what else you can do is you can find any of our past episodes now on Spotify. I know, Spotify. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're right up town. And, of course, also Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and, of course, Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, any of those. Uh, any of them. As our good buddy Mike Carr says, go, go nowheres without the dairies. We appreciate it, Mike. Yeah, thanks, Mike. All right, man. Where are we anyway? Uh, I think it's my turn. I think it is too, yeah. You know, I've been trying to get to this one. Uh, Our pal Katie always has great suggestions. Yes. I I love her taste in music. And she recommended a guy named Brent Cobb. Now, I didn't haven't heard of the guy, but he was born in 1986. Uh, He was born in uh, Americus, Georgia, but he was raised in the nearby town of uh, Ellaville. Okay. Yep, that's yeah. No. I guess that's important I, to somebody. I guess so, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, he's uh, released uh, four studio albums, one EP, and uh, he's uh, had an album, Sean on Rainy Day, that peaked at number fourteen on Billboard's Top Country Albums. Really? Chart. And he received a 2018 Grammy Award nomination for that album. He's written songs for a variety of country artists. Listen to this: uh, Luke Bryan, Kenny Chesney, Miranda Lab- Lambert, Little Big Town, The Oak Ridge Boys. So, man, he's, yeah, he, he is uh, rubbing uh, elbows with uh, some really good people. Right. Um, his dad was an appliance repairman who was also in a rock band. <laughs> yes, go dad. <laughs> you got your vocation and your avocation. That's right. And uh, it, he, in 2006, he and his cousin moved to Los Angeles, uh, but uh, he moved back to Georgia. It didn't work out. But then Luke Bryan suggested he move to Nashville, and he did in 2008. He worked as a photo developer at Walgreens. <laughs> we know how that is. Absolutely. But he, uh, within the year, he negotiated a songwriting contract with Carnival Music Publishing. So uh, that was good. Uh, this is kind of interesting. I, I like this description. His music has been described as blue-collar country with bluegrass-leaning inclinations. Oh. Mm, okay. And I think that's, that's pretty descriptive. So they say his sound is closer to Americana than contemporary country music. Um, and uh, his voice is soft and sweet with sure-footed hints of soul. Sounds like a wine or something. Yeah, I don't know. Does. But uh, he's got a brand new album out that Katie told me about, and it's really nice, but uh, I started listening to one um, that he did a few years ago. I didn't write the date down here. But um, uh, some great stuff on there, and I, I picked the title cut. Brent, Brent Cobb doing Keep Em On They Toads. If you ever grow up one thing you'll find Most people that you meet Just about out there, man They try to tell you how to live They try to tell you how to die They tell you don't get too low But don't get too high The best thing you can do Is don't listen too close Walk on to your own Keep them on their toes Keep them on their toes Your business out of sight Make them look left if you're gonna hang a right If the pie's hot, don't let them see your hand Make them gotta know what they wouldn't understand The best thing you can do When the ignorance shows Is walk on to your own Keep them on their toes If you never grow up You ought to stay that way You can't learn What you ain't gotta change Just listen to your heart 
Listen to the rain Listen to whatever it is That keeps you sane Now I don't have to tell it Cause you already know Walk on to your own And keep them on their toes Keep them on their toes Your business out of sight Make them look left if you're gonna hang a right If the pot's hot, don't let them see your hand Make them gotta know what they wouldn't understand The best thing you can do When the ignorance shows Is walk on to your own Keep them on the toes I don't have to tell it Cause y'all already know Walk on to your own beat And keep them on the toes That's pretty sweet. Isn't that nice stuff? Yeah, it really is. Katie has such great taste in music. Thanks, Katie. We appreciate that. We do that. appreciate that. Thank you. Back to you, Leo. Okay. Now, we talk about interpreting um, Americana music. Right? Oh, sure. And the different ways it comes at you. And we've kind of got, we've settled on a definition that works for us. And mm-hmm. uh, But it's all over the place. And uh, I was, I don't remember what we were doing. We were driving down the road someplace and I had the head, headphones on the back. And I was listening to some NPR radio station. I don't remember what it was anymore. But they started talking about this project. And as soon as I got interested in it, we drove out of range. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I, when we stopped, I had to look it up, right? And say, what was that to listen to? Now, it turns out to be this guy named Julian Asaporiti, right? Wow. And um, he is a, he was a student at Brown University, and he was doing his doctoral studies there. And uh, he, what turned out, it started out as a project, you know, uh, turned into... Um, Oh, a, a, a multifaceted uh, presentation that he does. Now, he released this project called uh, No No Boy uh, on Smithsonian Folkways, right? Which is a pretty okay. prestigious thing. Yeah. But it turned into kind of a sort of a roadshow using um, the sound samples recorded at field sites uh, all over the place. But but the subject matter is what's really interested, uh, interesting here. This kid is a Vietnamese, an American-born Vietnamese uh, kid, right? Okay. And he talks a lot about um, about his parents' um, uh, experience coming from Vietnam. But he also projects that back to the World War II era when uh, Japanese Americans were interred right. in camps. Mm-hmm. And the, mm-hmm. the, the term no-no boy came from uh, a loyalty oath that people were required, the Japanese Americans... And uh, it was supposedly, you know, said they would serve in the service and everything. But a, a lot of them refused to do it for several reasons, one of which is said, we're already Americans. We've already become Americans, and we're not going right. to do it. Yeah. But if they didn't sign these two articles in this thing, they came to be known as no-no boys. Oh, wow. And they were sent off to the camps. Oh, wow. Now, the thing is, is that um, these camps were not exactly the most hospitable places. Oh, no. You know, they weren't exactly vacation homes. No, no. <clears throat> one, was in, uh, one was in Wyoming. And, um, but the thing about you is you put these incredibly talented people all together in one place, and so what are they going to do, sit around, you know? No. They became musicians, and they became excellent. A lot of them became just excellent musicians. And they put these bands together, and they were allowed to go play, you know, wow. outside of the camps and stuff. So this song, and it's kind of hard to explain the whole the whole scope of the project, but this song is a story song to the max. He talks about some musicians, and the name of the of the a song uh, is called "The Best Goddamn Band in Wyoming." 
Wow. And it was recorded in uh, 2021, so it, it deserves a good listen. So let's listen to Julian Ciparidi. Uh, and uh, it, it's been called an act of revisionist subversion. I love that. Wow. Know, that whole definition. It's a mouthful, yeah. The best goddamn band in Wyoming. The flyer red musicians needed. So young Yone grabbed the silver mouthpiece. Tracked down the kid who brought a trumpet to Pomona. They only have it on a free two-year lease Joy Teraoka Neitakashida Went to the tryout, she was only 16 With some girlfriends to cheer her on Their club was called the Rodells Mom said if you keep up the school, Joy, you can't sing Georgie Kawa Oji Nisei Tore up the coast and even played Japan Before the war they ripped up the Florida Ballroom and don't sleep on the show Tokians Under starlight they dance behind barbed wire Under the mountain it meant something to say Stuck between two countries in a fire The best goddamn band in Wyoming Little Ted's best show at the cardiac scan The clarinet kid, the Nisei audition Stopped by rehearsal in a tall paper barrel Once he joined up, sister, it was on They practice daily, kick on the weekend Stirring up those dusty mess halls Teenage bodies unchained from their parents Man, them old folks, they really lost it all The only swing band left in Wyoming That got them out some nights until dawn Warp on drives and power moments dancing in love Bunch of chaps playing jazz at the Thermopolis prom Under machine guns they dance behind barbed wire At Below Zero it meant something the same Angelinos mixing up with farm kids in the choir The best goddamn band in Wyoming Gawa, he split for Chicago With Kamiko in the fall of 44 He left the band to Tets Joy went with her family to D.C. As for Yoni, he had to join the war And that's a story from Old Hot Mountain I'm the best band you never did see Locked up in prison camps for no they still found a reason to sing The best goddamn band in Wyoming 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 
pretty interesting stuff. Nice. That's good. And uh, we're going to put a link to that on our website because people ought to check that out. And you know what? What? We are really out of oh, time. Oh, man, we are. Look at that. The clock yeah. is ticking. We got to figure out where we're going next week. And uh, the, the Now, listen, Jason took my turn throwing the dart last week. I know, but we're going to get back on track. Okay. So uh, I'm going to throw the dart. You get the map. Okay, hang on for a second. Okay, get it out of the Way closet there. Hold on. Hold did, on. Did Jason leave anything in there? I hope not. No, I, I don't even want to look back. Yeah, okay, okay, I got it. You got, got it? it? Okay. Yep, here it is. Okay, right. get it up on the wall there. That's it. Here we go. Okay, okay. Yeah, now go get the uh, dart. Uh, it's a spoon drawer. Spoon drawer two, two yeah. yeah and got it. Okay, all right. Okay, here we go. Ready? I'm in the circle. All right, here we go. One, One two, three. three. Throw the dart, throw the dart. Okay, oh. wow. Wow, almost uh, off the map yeah, there, Rod. Southeast. Way, uh, way South down. Carolina. South Carolina. Oh, Myrtle Beach. Oh, man. Hey, that's like a place. That's a real place. Yeah, that'll be fun. I Absolutely. Okay, well, we'll get uh, going. Tomorrow we'll hit the trail and go <laughs> hit for the trail. it again. Got a long drive ahead of us. All right, Leo. Well, we'll be back here next week and uh, do this as again. Uh, this has been the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio USA. USA. And don't forget to look out behind you. It's not dairy.